You are listening to the Talisha Talks podcast for women who conquer. I'm your host, coach, and life lover, Talisha Kim. It is my personal mission to help you live your best life, have radical joy, and turn perfectionism into purpose. In this podcast, you will explore the meaningful parts of your life, reinvent yourself, and turn your dream life into a reality. Yes, you really can have it all. Hello, it's Talisha Kim, your emotional healing coach. Today, we are talking about the secret to money success that heart-centered business owners need to know. I am so excited for you to meet Bree and get to know more about her story. We'd love for you to leave a review on this episode and share your takeaways from it. Our listener, Heidi, said this about the inauthenticity causes burnout episode. I already have two full pages full of notes. My biggest takeaway was... The problem isn't that you are less than, it's that you think you are less than. I know this is so simple, but it really hit home. Thank you. Go grab a pen and paper and get ready to receive exactly what you need to today, and then go share it with us in the reviews. Bree, I'm so excited to have you on today. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm so freaking excited. This is going to be so awesome. And I just can't wait for everyone to just get to hear your message and your story because you are such a light. I've, I first met you on Facebook, I think, and just watching your videos and hearing all of the messages that you shared, it really is such an inspiring thing to turn on to social media and have someone who's just sharing light. So I'm excited for everyone to get to be a part of your light today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I just got a little like emotional. Thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. Well, let's just dive right on in. I want to know like what brought you into coaching and helping women with their money energy and their mindset beliefs? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So back in 2015, I had had my third baby And I knew that I needed help. I had been to therapy for years and I'm not dogging therapy at all. It's an amazing tool, but I just needed something more that just wasn't offered really anywhere else, you know? And I found this coach that was in my area. And when I found her, I remember like thinking the price of coaching was astronomical. I was like, Right. But looking back, I realized that in that first coaching experience, there was something that I needed to understand that it is that, that my, I am worth investing myself. Like I'm worth investing in myself and to like, that just started the next thing. Like, and I just started hiring more coaches because the, the realm of coaching, like you will know when you find your coach, you just feel that, that pull and you just feel that inspiration. You just know that you're there to learn something. (laughs) And I, um, in 2018, again, I, I really struggled with depression and anxiety and, um, I had had my fourth baby like a year before to my incident in 2018. And, um, I knew something needed to change because I had taken that coaching thing and I kind of forgot about it. I didn't really practice the tools. I almost was in that realm of like expecting her to save me. Right. Like, right. 
end all be all like you're here to save me and I wasn't really truly applying the principles that I had learned mm-hmm. anyway well in 2018 I had attempted to end my life and I remembered when I was in the hospital bed like knowing that I needed to do something about it because what I was doing was no longer working and while I was on depression medication and while I was on um, like going to therapy and while I was doing all these things, I knew that something needed to change. And I never really felt safe to be in my body, like to feel emotions. Like it was just a scary thing. And so then I hired my next coach and um, it was a freaking process. It was very eye opening to understand that like we have two choices. We can either be in victim mode or we can like take the freaking wheel and run with it. Mm -hmm. And that was when I started realizing like, holy crap, like there is so much power in choosing and deciding that you are done living in victim mentality. Like you are ready to just dive in and take full accountability for your emotions, your traumas, your past, your present, like what you're experiencing in your reality right now. And it was then that I like everything shifted. And it was then that I started like um, digging more into personal development and digging more into these different things. And it changed my whole life. And it was like, oh my heck, women need to know this stuff. And especially like, as I started learning about energy, cause I, I, I'm a Reiki master and I just realized like, there's more to this than people realize. Like people just think, oh, if I read my scriptures, if I pray, if I'm a good person, it's all going to work out. While those things are very valid and they are really powerful. There's so more to understanding your emotions and so much more to our growth than just those checklist items. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, long story short, it was like, I, I found this coach online and I took one of her courses and it was like, it blew me away. Like I started realizing why my money story was the way that it was. And I started taking full accountability for it. It was like, holy cow, the reason why I'm experiencing scarcity and lack and all these things is because of my beliefs that money is bad and my beliefs (laughs) that it's wrong to want money and my beliefs that money is hard to get and you have to work really hard and all this stuff. And of course I wouldn't want that. Like if, if money's going to take me away from my family, I don't want it. And as I started digging into that and realizing I get to decide what my reality is. And I choose that I get to make money easily and quickly. And, and I get to do it in my way. doesn't have to look like anyone else. That's when so much shifted. I was like, Oh my gosh, women need to hear this. And that's where, um, get bold with Brie. Like that's where it just like started because so many people just suppress their dreams because they've been told it's too wild or they've been told it's, you know, not good enough or what, for whatever reason. And I know that getting money in the hands of amazing women, like they do amazing things with it. And so that's kind of the long answer to (laughs) to your question. No, I love that. And I have another, um, like money coach friend and she always says money doesn't make you who you are. It makes you more of who you are. And I love that. I think it goes right along with what you said of like, we're already those beings. Money is just going to enhance that. So 
if you're a selfish human and you get money, you're going to be more selfish with it. If you are someone who's giving, you're going to be someone who's going to give more of your income. And I know for me, the longest time it was like, I'm a small town girl. Like, who am I to ask for six figures in my business? Like, no, that doesn't look like the mold. I was taught to go to college, do your job. And if you can make money, great. But like, your purpose is to be a wife and mom and nothing else. Right. And like, while that can be good (laughs) for some people, it wasn't good for me. My soul yearned for something bigger. And it was really hard when I started stepping into the business world because it was like, well, I can't be a mom and have a business. Oh, I can't be a, a business owner and have a family. Like the two worlds never seemed to collide and I desperately wanted them to. And so I love that you had that same transformation of I can make it what I want to make it. And I think that right there is such a pivotal moment for anyone who feels like they have a deep purpose inside of them. Mm-hmm. I don't care what coach tells you that you have to make it look the <laughs> way that they tell you to like, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to your own intuition, cut out those voices and do it how you want to do it. Cause I guarantee there's a solution and answer there for you. Yes. Oh my head. Amen. <laughs> we can end the podcast now. Just kidding. <laughs> I know. I wish everyone could see our video of this. Like we're both just like, yes, <laughs> I know. I know. I love this it. is so powerful. <laughs> So what do you feel like I kind of shared some of my hurdles and things that I had to overcome, but what do you feel like are the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome in order to step into this space? So again, like going back to like the victim mentality and starting to really recognize what my thoughts were saying, like being so aware of my emotions and thought, like emotional intelligence was very really like it, it still is a struggle. Like, I'm not going to lie. I still have days. I'm like, I really don't want to feel that it's scary, (laughs) you know, but, um, and with all the trauma I've been through, like, of course I have every excuse to choose into the story of it's, it's not safe to feel emotions, but there's power in allowing your emotions to teach you what they need to teach you. And so, the biggest hurdle is, is for me not going to shame when I have fear or anger or doubt, or, you know, like those emotions that are low vibration or whatever, or like that aren't viewed as good. But the thing is, it's like, like all emotions have a valid purpose and we don't need to suppress them. And so that's why I've been the biggest, like, like relief, even to my body. Like I can feel the vibrational difference between allowing the fear to be seen, allowing the shame and the doubt and the guilt be seen and just say, Hey, I see you. Thank you for showing up. And, um, instead of pushing it away, you know, and because of acknowledge, like learning that and acknowledging that I've been able to like release it so much quicker and easier. Anyway, that's probably the biggest thing that I had to like overcome because as a child, like I was slapped or I was, you know, for having big emotions or for being different than what everyone else wanted me to be. And so, um, especially for, and and I've noticed this too, for trauma survivors, like 
somebody who's been through abuse over and over and over and over again, it doesn't feel safe to be in their body. It doesn't feel safe to hear their thoughts and to hear their, or to feel their emotions. But when you recognize that you have all the power, like there's so much power in allowing it to be there and it's not going to kill you. It's life-changing. Right. I think that's so powerful that you mentioned that too, because it really does. You feel unsafe in your whole being and it creates a distrust within yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, who can you trust, which isolates you and separates you from other people and from the solutions that could be available in your lifetime. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I think we have a lot in common because my instant, like if I'm not present, I go to shame when I feel those big, heavy emotions. And before it would put me down, right. It was like, Mm -hmm. well, if I can't be perfect at it, why even try or, well, I should just give up and walk away and close my door and I'm going to ignore everyone. And then I'll just pick myself up and I'll go forward. And it was Mm -hmm. never this acknowledgement of like, I'm feeling really heavy emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm feeling really terrible inside of me. What is going on? And I think the biggest blessing in my own journey was to learn how to just be curious of what I was feeling instead of instant shame for feeling what I was feeling. Oh, yes. Oh my heck. That's so true. So true. Curiosity is such a powerful teacher. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So when you're in those low moments, what is your process? Like, How do you go from acknowledging the feeling and then moving through it and having progression instead of that like stopped progression? Yeah. Cause in the past, when I would get into that like low emotion, I would often spiral and then I would crash and burn at the bottom, you know? (laughs) And then it was so hard to pick myself back up. Right. Yeah. Um, For me, the process actually, like I had to start scheduling it into my day, like having a time and space where I am intentionally taking really deep breaths and allowing myself to feel like whatever comes up, whatever comes up. Um, Because again, like this has still been a process for me. (laughs) And when I feel what's coming up, I like to identify, well, what thoughts are creating this emotion? Like what, what is, where did this thought come from? And then I like to ask, is that thought, like, is that ultimately true? Like, is that true that I can't be an amazing mom and a badass businesswoman? No, absolutely not. Like I can be both. I can have it all anyway. Yeah. And so I just love having that time of day that I do that. But also, um, like if I'm in the car and I'm like, Ooh, this emotion is heavy and I want to acknowledge it. I'll just like tap and like, um, I love to tap my heart chakra Mm -hmm. and I'll just tap and be like, I release this emotion, like let it out. Right. And then I acknowledge it. I'm just like, thank you for being here. And then I like start saying some positive reversals. So like I feel, or, um, I choose this. So like, um, I choose happiness or I choose peace. Um, And then like, I feel this, I choose, like, I feel happiness and then I am choosing to be happy or I am peaceful. And then just taking it through that process is just like helps my body to relax and also acknowledges that emotion that it's okay to have it. But I choose this different way of thinking because I know there's power in thinking positive. Right. But you took the time to acknowledge the feeling. I think so often, like when I've worked with clients, they're like, I don't want to feel that way. So then they instantly go into, I choose this. 
And I'm like, well, no, actually you just made it get trapped in your body. And now you've created yeah. a worse problem. Like, yes, you legit have to feel it and give it that like validation. Just like mm-hmm. we as humans want validation, our emotions yeah. and feelings need that validation. And then it's like, oh, now I can be conscious of it. <laughs> and now I really can choose. And I think that's where it's so powerful because I don't know how you grew up. Like, I don't know all of your background story. And for me, I had a great childhood. Like it wasn't awful by any means, but I, I wasn't taught how to feel my emotions and then how to get through them. It was just, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt them and it was like, okay, well, what's the next task that needs to get done? What do I need to do? Pick myself up. Right. Yeah. So that ability to be conscious of it and say, I'm feeling really sad right now, but I choose Mm -hmm. into believing that I'm happy or that I can do hard things or whatever the choosing is. But I think it's so powerful that that is a tool out there that you're teaching and sharing with the world. Like it needs to spread. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I, and I loved what you said too, like allowing yourself to be in the emotion of it, like not because sometimes I notice just me feeling it actually releases it. Like I don't even have to do any of the I feel I choose. I am statements. It's just, it just wanted to be felt. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see you later. Well, and Uh, I think what's the coolest thing about all that too, is when that release happens, you literally don't remember it. Like you try to go back to it and you're like, what was I feeling? Like, I I don't know. (laughs) Yes. That's so true. My friend, um, she was messaging me over the weekend and I just had one of my anger frustration moments. And so she checked in with me on Monday. She's like, how are you feeling? And I was like, you know, I did a lot of good releasing and I tried to remember it so I could tell you about all these cool things I released. And I'm like, and I didn't want to write it down because I didn't want other eyeballs to see it, but I'm like, I can't remember. So I guess I'm doing good. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. The power of like emotions and energy and everything. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, this is like a deeper, more personal question, because I feel like there is such a huge correlation between the two. And especially among Christian women, this is a really big problem. And I want to just start shedding light on it because it's part of my story. And I, I know it's a part of yours. So what do you feel like is a myth about having money and a connection to God that you wish people better understood. Oh, girl, (laughs) I could rant on this forever because I was stuck there. I used to truly genuinely believe that God didn't want you to be rich. Like that it was bad to be rich that, you know, if you're rich, you're going to get caught in this pride cycle and then you're going to go to hell basically. Like that's just the thought process that somehow I believe that like, I didn't acknowledge that until later, but like it was deeply rooted. Mm -hmm. Um, and I see so often this shame that comes up women. Like I need more money. I want more money. I want to be able to put food on the table. I want to be able to support my family. I want to go on vacation. I want to do these things. And on some level, they believe it's not possible for them or that it's wrong to desire that. But if we look at this, if we take a step back, And we look at the reason why we were created. We were created that we might have joy. And anyone who says that money can't buy happiness is lying. They are lying. There is an aspect of being able to provide for your family sufficiently, like not just scraping by, like more than enough that provides that peace and comfort. So you can actually focus on building the kingdom of God instead of being so wrapped up in 
fear and doubt and scarcity, like you're able to get outside of yourself. And, um, another thing that I see so frequently in women is they're like, well, what if it's not God's will? What if it's not God's will for me to be prosperous and wealthy? And I just have to giggle at that. Like at first it really pissed me off because I used to believe the same thing. And then I realized like this common theme that women genuinely like, well, not just women, but that's who I mostly work with. Right. Um, truly have this belief that God wants them to struggle. Like there is like, that's just the way it's supposed to be. And I just have to like remind my clients and remind these women that that goes against everything that God stands for. Did we not fight for our agency? And if God is a fierce defender of our agency, he's not up there. Like him and heavenly mother are not up there being like, like, let's say you're praying and you're like, I really desire this. Thank you for helping me get this, whatever. And they're not being like, sorry, you can't have it. Cause it's not my will. Like that goes against everything that they stand for. We have the ultimate choice. It is our agency to choose. Are we going to be wealthy? Or are we going to continue in our scarce patterns? It's like, it's up to us and we can literally change today. Like it's not something that has to be this, this long drawn out process. And anyway, I think the biggest thing I want to say is you can have an amazing, beautiful relationship with God and attract so much freaking wealth. And God deeply desires for us to have money because we do amazing things with money. And, um, I just, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing that I would say that I'm like, women need to hear this. Like, this is important. (laughs) No. And I love that. And backtracking a little bit to your ha- uh, money doesn't buy happiness. I completely agree with you. And even just that foundational level, because when you struggle so hard to put food on the table or to provide medical care for your children or to provide experiences, clothing, even yeah. for your children, it creates such strong emotion inside of you, which then can yeah. trigger all of these beliefs of I'm not good enough, which creates depression, anxiety, right? All of these limiting experiences and Mm -hmm. money creates a level of safety and security. And I think that's what, what the point is to all of this is it's like when you're fighting for your very basic needs, you can't think in prosperity. You cannot build the kingdom of God. You cannot serve another person because you can't even fix your own bare necessity needs. You know, it's like, yeah, you could do a little bit, but then who has to sacrifice, who has to not have food, who has to not have shoes or who has to not have a roof over their head because you're trying to spread yourself so thin. Yes. Yes. And absolutely. Something I thought of that you had brought up earlier was that money is neutral. It is not (laughs) good or bad. (laughs) We put the connotation to it that we have beliefs around, like that's it. Like, so of course, like God's not condemning money, right? Like, and, and like you were saying earlier, (laughs) if you are selfish and greedy and vain now, money is just going to make you more of that. Like, it's not that the money itself is making people that. And I think that's a really powerful distinction to understand. Yes, absolutely. Like totally that 
when my business like really started taking off and I started seeing an income, all I could think about was I want to gift this client. Like I want to just like coach them for free. Like I want to go and I want to give Christmas to 10 families. It was like, I didn't even need it for me. It was like all of this suddenly opened up to who I could go and like give this to. Yeah. Yeah. That to me is happiness, you know? Absolutely. Sorry. I'm just like, yes, that like, again, women do amazing things with money. And if, if we can just remember, like, when we allow the abundance in, when we are gracious receivers, we can be amazing givers, but we have to be open to receive first. Yes. And I think that is the biggest thing. And, um, even what I said today, right. As we were introducing the podcast is like, I want you to be able to receive the message that you need to hear today. Like that is what is most important because as women, we have such a unique gift that I think society is trying to bleed out of us and take away from Mm -hmm. us. But when Mm -hmm. we can step into our true divine nature, who we were created to be, we are incredible beings and we can receive. And then we naturally want to give. It's not this like hoarder mentality and scarcity and fear. It's truly that we want to give to everyone around us. Yes. Amen. (laughs) I love this conversation. I'm sure we could talk for like a whole episode just about the beliefs around God and money. Like, I think that could be one whole episode. For real. For real. I love it. So what do you think we as women need to know right now um, to just better themselves and get in the flow of money? So the biggest thing is understanding that it's already available to you. Like, your natural state of being is abundance and prosperity. It is the beliefs that we've picked up from grandma, from parents, from society, even from TV shows, like even just weird things that we just pick up on and then internalize and then have experiences that like almost solidify that belief. And so if we can just take away those beliefs, we are like, we are able to be who we already are. Um, that's the biggest thing that someone could do to really like get that money flowing is feel more confident about themselves, like heal their relationship with themselves. Like that is the secret sauce. I think. (laughs) Yeah. Mic drop right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because it really does though, right? It triggers so many other things. The relationship with ourself creates this relationship with money, because again, that money is that neutral thing. It's just what vibration we put onto it. And, you know, one of my core beliefs, um, one of my first, like very experiences with money, I lost some money and it was like a big amount of money. And I felt Mm -hmm. so much shame because I knew how hard my mom had worked for it to give it to me. And I knew the sacrifice that it was and how important it was for me to have this money, but I lost it. And so there were so many things where it was like, I held myself back because I didn't want to lose money. I didn't want to make someone else miss out or have something hard because of my Mm -hmm. inabilities to keep track of what I was supposed to keep track of, you know? Yeah. And so being able to heal that relationship with myself of like, I'm not irresponsible. Like I made a mistake that then helped with the money beliefs of like, it's okay. If I lose money, maybe someone else needed it more than I needed it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be this big 
horrific event anymore. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. So Brie, how do emotions impact a person's ability to increase their income and gain confidence in their offerings? Ooh, this one's so good. Okay. So just like, I'm just going to like reverse engineer this question for a second. I love so, it. So <laughs> just like the law of gravity, if you are not conscious or aware of it and you're like, you know, not really observing it, you're going to get hurt. Right. Like hurt. if you and try it- and jump off the couch with an umbrella thinking you're going to fly because Mary Poppins <laughs> can do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just not, as, it's not. And so I think this is one of the laws of prosperity that just people don't pay enough attention to like people are, are very familiar with the law of attraction, but they don't, they don't even, they ignore the other laws. And so this, this, this law that we're talking about the thoughts, like we're talking about the law of perpetual transmutation and the law of vibration, because we know that everything has a vibration to it and there's high vibrations and low vibrations and like energy attracts like energy. So our thoughts, if they are negative and low vibration thoughts, you're going to attract more of that. Now I'm not saying that you have to like think positive a hundred percent of the time or else you're going to attract shit, right? Sorry. (laughs) But it's, it's just, it really comes down to, um, recognizing that your thoughts have so much power. And if you can think positive for the majority of the time, like your dominant thoughts are positive, you're going to be fine, right? Like you're going to attract those experiences and that money flow that you desire. And so just like the law of gravity, like just being aware of this. Okay. Um, I lost you for a second. No, just good. being aware of this, um, is so helpful because people are like, Oh, it, like, is this magic? Is this whatever? I'm like, no, like it's, it's, it's just understanding that this law, like your thoughts, your emotions have a vibration. So if you want to track higher quality experiences and, um, more money, cause again, like those things require you to match that vibration. I love that. So. And <laughs> totally agree with you on that. It is a match of vibrations. And I think that's where people get stuck in it is they think that because money is neutral, but that the vibrations, they totally forget about that. Right. And so it's not the vibration of money. It's a vibration of the experiences and the things around you. Yeah. And where it has a like attracts like you're vibrating to attract a higher vibrating experience and the money will follow. Exactly. Exactly. And the other part of it too, is like with the law of perpetual transmutation, it's basically saying your thoughts and feelings become your reality. And, um, if you can just take a moment and recognize like, So when people are like, well, but if I just get the money, then I'll be happy. No, you have to get one with yourself first and change your thoughts first. So like, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, like freaking out about bills or whatever, like you choose into the belief that, you know what? I'm choosing to believe that money is coming to me and I'm excited to see how God helps me create this. Yes. Um, Ditto. Yes. (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I love all of your thoughts on that. And I seriously hope you as a listener, you're tuning into this and you're recognizing what the thoughts are that are holding you back. And just like Brie was saying, get yourself in that alignment first 
figure out how you can be happy in this very moment with the circumstances that you have, and then choose into that higher vibration. And then you're going to start to attract. It's the law of action and the law of attraction. And it puts Mm -hmm. you in the place that you need to be in order to create the life that you want. Like you're the master creator of all of this. And you really can create the abundance that you're looking for when you are one with yourself. And I even like to say one with God, right? Like, I know you Mm -hmm. guys can't see this, Brie can see it, but you can't, but it's like this (laughs) line, right? It's like this rod, God, my higher self, me. And then it just roots down into the earth. And that's how I like to function and visualize it. Ooh, that's so powerful. That's so beautiful. Cause I think a lot of times we, we can get like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm the creator of my life. Like I can get a little, little overwhelming, but if we like get in alignment, like what is it that we feel when we're connected with God, we feel peace, we feel comfort. We know that it's in his hands that if like, let's say we're trying to attract something, we're like, but I really want this paycheck, or I really want this much money. And maybe it doesn't come and you might be tempted to go into, see, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And we have to go back to, okay, but if it's not this, always trusting that it's something even better. And we just, it's not faith until it looks like it's not faith, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I had this money goal that I was working towards and, um, it just like, wasn't happening. It wasn't flowing and coming. And it, it is really easy to get in that frustration moment. And then my husband pulls up our bank account and he's like, well, we have like 5,000 extra dollars. Where did that come from? I was like, uh, from me, you know, it was just like this random bonus that, yeah. came through that he wasn't expecting at that point in time. And I'm like, okay, yeah. thank you, God. Like I see, yes. I receive you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and like you, like, like you just said, like you gave God the credit. You were like, wow, like, thank you. Like giving that credit where it's due. And I realized that I said that wrong a minute ago. I said, it's, it's not faith. I'm pretty sure Amanda Francis is the one that said this. It's not faith until it looks like it's not going to happen. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I yeah. really love that. We're going to turn that into a quote. Cause I love that <laughs> so we can share on all of our socials because that right there yes. is a powerful. Yes. Explanation. I love that. So what are three tips that you would like to share with us today? So my first is like we were talking about before cultivating compassion for yourself. Like if you are not okay, if you're not okay with your being, it's really hard to transform your life. Like it starts inside. It's an inside job. Um, and that actually kind of leads me into that next piece. Um, but before I go there, like just allowing those thoughts and those feelings, like feeling safe to feel all those emotions and feeling safe to own every single part of you and knowing that it doesn't have to mean that you're a bad person or that you did things wrong, like offer yourself so much compassion and forgiveness and choose a different way. Um, and then the next, the, the next thing that that leads into is I see so many people trying to change their life by like, almost beating themselves up mentally. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, if, if, if I just was more fierce here, if I just had the discipline to do it, or if I just this, then it would happen. But the truth is, is if we focus more on being who we want to become 
like being, meaning like now, like in the present tense, being who we want to become, that's how we attract it more into our life. That's how we transform and change. And that when those pieces of us that come up, that's like, oh, that's not really like, I really don't want to, you know, binge eat anymore. Or I really don't want to fall into this like scarcity mindset anymore. Or I really don't want to fall into this. Like we have a choice again, like we get to decide, are we choosing this path or are we choosing to um, push forward? Because when we have decided who we want to become and what type of life we're going to create, the power comes when the motivation is no longer there. And you're like, why am I doing this? And so to be able to come back to what is your why? Like, why are you choosing to become this? Like, what is it about it that drives you past that, that, that when the motivation is gone, that you are driven no matter what, and you just kind of have to like burn the boats in a sense, like you are never going back. Like I'm not looking at that anymore because sometimes we get tempted. Like we think the comfort is in being our old selves, but really it's painful. It's painful to shed that old being or that old way of thinking. And so deciding into you know what, like I released that with so much love and forgiveness, but I'm stepping into this and this is hard and I own that. And just, yeah, like again, cultivating that compassion and just being like looking at who you want to become and act as if you are already that person, like stepping into how would she think? How would she be spending money? How would she be showing up in her business? How would she be with her kids and in her home and with her spouse? And, you know, like just cultivating that vision. I, and I love how you broke that down right there, because I think sometimes, um, like when I've talked to people about being who they want to be, they go into this mode of, well, I want to be someone that has a 6,000 square foot house and on this Mm -hmm. huge property. And so it's like, well, I'm just going to go buy that house. Right. Like, that's what you're telling me. I'm like, no, (laughs) you're missing that point. There's so much more to it than just like what you're spending because at that point you're out of alignment because you're trying to force something emotionally you're not prepared for and ready to handle. If you're at that point where you know that you have that 6,000 square foot house and it's like yours and it's working for you and it's going to flow for you, then absolutely go into that. Stop being afraid of it. But if Mm -hmm. you're trying to force yourself into a becoming just because Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to be there, you, you miss all the other steps. (laughs) leading up to it. So I love that you broke it down and shared. This is what it looks like to actually become the person that you want to become. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that actually leads me into my last tip that I wanted to share. And that was enjoy the journey. Like, dude, stop looking at the future. And like, it's okay. Look at the future. I'm not saying don't look at the future. I'm just saying like, some people get obsessed. Like, why am I not skinny yet? Why do I not have a million dollars? Why do I not have, you know, these type of relationships? Like it's, it really does come down to enjoying the journey and trusting the process and releasing the outcome, knowing that if you are a vibrational match for that thing, it has to come like the law of reap and sow, right? Like you, you get what you put out, you get what you go for. Um, and so just choosing to trust your journey and that when things come up, trusting that it's showing up for you so that you can work through it so that you can get to that next level so that you can like choose into the feelings of joy, even when you have the option of choosing fear, like choosing, okay, like this really sucks right now. 
but I am choosing to find gratitude in this moment. And so just really enjoying the journey of getting there. Yeah, I I love that. And I think it's so hard, especially for, you know, women like you and I who are very driven and purpose centered. It can be really hard (laughs) to be in that like present moment and to just enjoy it because there's always something that's like, oh my gosh, like now this happened. Now let me go and do this next really big, amazing (laughs) thing. But sitting in that vibration of what you created is so yummy and good. Mm. And I think we need to take more advantage of those moments. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, it was like yesterday that I realized I was like, oh, like I'm not enjoying my journey. Like I'm trying to fast forward it. I need to just chill and like (sighs) present and seriously just enjoy because we know that this moment is just a moment. Like there is an equal opposite for it. Like the good is coming. Like it's okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, I love this so much. I do have one final question that I reserve as like my secret question at the end of every podcast. So I want to know for you, who are you becoming? Who am I becoming? When I, when I think of this, I honestly have some like fear that I'm still working around this because I had this vision for so long of who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And now that it's starting to come true, sometimes it scares the freaking crap out of me. It's like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And the person that I'm becoming, I am damn proud of. And I want to be a light to show others what else is possible. Like, yeah, trauma sucks. Yeah, depression, anxiety, mental health is hard. Yeah, all these things. But there's something else possible. Like, I want to be such a beacon and a light that people can start trusting themselves on their journey. Like, I want to pave this new path in personal development that leads people back to themselves and their relationship with God. Instead of relying on, what is this coach telling me? What is this, you know, what is this guru saying? Like, just tapping into that, like you said earlier, that yummy intuition, that yummy experience that's available. And the the woman that I'm becoming is so crystal clear on who she is and, and that unapologetic in the way that she shines her light so that, so that it's like, I I see myself honestly as a lighthouse, like somebody who is just shining her light. And if that's the only thing that I can offer to help somebody find the light within themselves, then I have done my job well. I love that so dang much. And even (sighs) more so, I love that you're like, I'm still working through it because I see (laughs) high profile women who show up and they talk about all of their amazing results and they make it seem like they're not still working through their own crap. And I like to say all the time, like we all have to wipe our own butts. We all (laughs) have the same puke that comes out of our body when we get sick. Like none of us are immune to that. And so I think my biggest takeaway just, I mean, everything else was beautiful. Do not get me wrong, but I love (laughs) that you are in a space where you can own that you are still working through your things because personal development can be such a trap for people where they think that they can clear stuff out or change their mindset and they're done for the rest of their life. 
it is a lifetime experience, a lifetime journey. And as long as we're still living and breathing, we're going to have emotions. We're going to have thoughts that are going to need to have improvement. And so mm-hmm. anyway, I know it wasn't like your overall message, but that was my biggest takeaway that I just had to mm. share with you. Oh, thank you. It's hard to admit sometimes, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. we all have that journey. Yes, it is so hard. So where can we go and find you? Where can people get connected with you and just hear all the resources and details and things that you have available for them? Yeah. So right now, most of it is just on my social media. So brief Owls on Facebook and at brief Owls on Instagram. Wonderful. Okay. We're going to add that into our show notes here. So for those of you who are tuning um, into that, just go click on the button on the podcast itself, and it will take you right to the show notes where you can easily have those link accesses. And then I'm going to be sharing it on my Instagram and my Facebook. So if you're not sure how to get access to those show notes, go click on one of those links and we'll get you connected with Brie because you're going to want to know her. And if you're struggling with money, I highly encourage you to just reach out to her and ask her about the courses and things that she has available, because I know it's going to make a huge difference for your life. Thank you so much. This was so fun, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Amazing. So as always, thank you, Brie, for being here. We just have loved having you on. It's been such an honor. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you for listening. Those of you who have tuned in today and thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends and leaving your reviews. It means the world to me. So have courage, ask for help and go out there and make today great.